So welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders and thinkers. Today, I'm joined by Danielle Bazir corbett You're very welcome to the podcast, Danielle. Let's begin by asking you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your journey and all the wonderful things you're involved in, particularly in this world of podcasting. So over to you, Danielle. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am a podcast marketing coach. I'm really, really excited about like helping folks grow their shows. Podcast discoverability is very hard. If you think about how you discovered your favorite show, it's a little hairy. Um, A lot of, for me, it's either through other podcasts or um, friends and family who referred them to me. So I'm really interested in finding creative ways for us to grow and make a full-time income. So taking a step back, I was able to quit my job, my corporate job in 2021 as a result of the success of my podcast, primarily monetizing through sponsorships. I have a travel and personal finance podcast called The Thought Card, and that ties in my love for travel, my love for financial independence, and and really building the life that we truly want. So that's what we cover on the show. Uh, other fun facts about me, um, my past life, I was a grants administrator. So I was helping faculty and staff find grant funding, which there's tons of grant funding for creators, which I didn't know before, but, uh, yeah, just interesting how all of my passions collide and I was able to make a full-time income with all these bits and pieces. (laughs) So yes. But you, you've obviously found the magic formula, Danielle, that's elusive to lots of podcasters, which is making money and getting discovered. So let, let's take the first, let's take the second one first, that, that getting discovered, because the more you get into podcasting, the more you realize that there's a lot of podcasts out there. There is this big problem with pod fade. And then there's everybody looking for an audience or looking to get their message out there. So What are some of the common mistakes that people make? Is there any secret source to actually getting getting your podcast found? And is that a common thing that people come to you with um, to try and help them build out their podcast listenership? Yes, that is a very common common question, request, and pain point, especially for podcasters who have been doing this for a while. You are trying to find the purpose for why to continue your show. If it's not bringing you any income, if it's growing steadily or just stagnant, you're finding the motivation to continuously produce it. It it could be tough. It could be really, really tough. So I always say that figuring out a way to grow your show can be just a confidence boost for you and can be a boost to say, I'm going to keep going, even if I don't make any money from it. But of course, we do want to make money from it if you can, um, because there's just a lot of costs related to podcasting. So our microphone, our hosting platforms, the software we use, there's just a lot of sunken costs or like hidden costs that go with podcasting. So at least trying to cover our costs is important. I think for a lot of what I focus in on is off social media. I think the go-to for a lot of newbie podcasters is promoting on social. And I feel that social does have its place, especially when you're first getting started, building that buzz and that energy around your show can be a lot easier through social media. However, there comes a point where the amount of effort and the return on investment just flips. And 
people are no longer taking action on your calls to listen to your show anymore. Maybe it's not compelling enough, or maybe they're just scrolling mindlessly and they're not thinking about stopping and, and going and listening to your show, even if they want to support you. Also, the algorithms just suck right now, meaning that your followers, your diehard followers can't find you. So that's when I say, okay, if you're at that point, let's talk about long-term podcast growth. Let's talk about search engine optimization, meaning adding words, using keywords to figure out what people are searching for and be that answer in a very natural, organic way. So that is what I focus probably about 75% of my coaching program is all about SEO and really fine tuning. Cause once you know what people are searching for, you can create even better content. You can get discovered through Google, which has millions of people searching every day, every minute, right? So there's just so much more opportunity if we expand our horizons a little bit more than social. Yeah. I like that a lot, Danielle. And I was listening to, um, a person called James Cridlin from Pod News, who I'm sure you know. Yeah. And he was making the point fairly recently that, yes, of course, social media is in the mix for promoting your podcast, et cetera. But he was kind of making the point that it's very hard to get any, you know, real standout information or analytics that actually prove that it is actually driving listenership or that is actually proving growth. And he was he was almost calling out and saying, look, if anybody's got any information on this, and for people who maybe aren't familiar with James Criddle, and he's, he's a pretty good authority when it comes to all things uh, podcasting, particularly when it comes to the latest information and tools. Um, but it's interesting that you say, you know, it's back to that SEO, isn't it? It's back to those keywords. It's, it's matching the the content with what people are looking for. Uh, as opposed to the other way, which is kind of blasting it out and hoping it finds an audience, right? That is that is actually a great analogy. I think the best analogy I've uh, heard in a long time, but that's true. It's very true. So tell me a little bit about your own podcast then. So when did you start it? And when did you actually decide to take on sponsors? Because that seems to be a route that, you know, successful podcasts go down where they can attract a sponsor, whether that's due to the content or whether they start small uh, or just the audience, the sponsors interested in reaching that audience too. So how did that work for you, Danielle? So I started my podcast in 2018 and I had some thoughts in terms of why I wanted to start a podcast. Number one, I wanted to build my thought leadership in both the personal finance and travel space. I wanted to stand out. I wanted to have a unique platform that a lot of people weren't really uh, creating content on at that time. So that was part one of why my motives. But then I also wanted to connect with other financially savvy travelers. So that's what my show is all about, financially savvy travel. And I had these dreams of traveling the world and I just didn't quite figure out everything. And I knew that there are so many people out there who had great insights, great tips that I could just lean on and, and learn from. So with that being said, I will say though, that I had an already existing blog. So that was founded in 2015. So I was three years already a content creator and I was adding a second arm to my brand, the podcast. And I still, to this day, I feel like that has been the best investment, uh, being able to be multifaceted with my content. They're both long form blogging and also podcasting. They're both long form content. There's lots of synergy. A lot of the things I learned like SEO as a blogger 
can be translated right into podcasting. So best investment of my time has been those two things. Now, I tried working with sponsors on my own. I tried reaching out. I tried just pitching and I either got ghosted, they didn't respond to me, or they kind of put me in this box of join my affiliate program. And as a small show, an affiliate program, if it's slow ticket, like, you know, a couple of bucks, it's just not motivating to keep the lights on and keep going. So I really kind of stumbled around in the dark for a while until I was able to work with a podcast monetization coach, actually, who showed me step by step their framework for securing sponsorships from like the pitching all the way down to the negotiation stage. So over the last two years, I have been able to carve out sponsorships as like my primary income, which has been wonderful. 40% of my income comes from podcast sponsorships. But I'm going to say it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, um, I, it's analogy of like hunting, like catching fish and like going out fishing and a lot of rejections. I've built the thickest skin I've ever had as a creator because there's a lot of no's, a lot of you're too smalls. Um, but when I do land a client, it's so fulfilling because I'm the middle person. I get to connect my audience to amazing resources that I love and support and I want them to know about. And then my client, the sponsor is able to connect with an audience and then I get paid. So it's just win, 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 all wins for me. But um, it took a little while for me to figure out what exactly I wanted to do and how to be successful. It, it's not something, at least for me, that I could read a blog post and say, okay, I know how to get a sponsor now. It just didn't quite work that way for me. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because that that is often a, a complete mystery to new podcasters when they're trying to figure all this out and they they might have invested as you say in a mic or they've got a hosting you know bit of hosting to pay for etc but this whole world of getting paid to do something that you you like that you enjoy um it is a real special moment so it's great to hear how you did it and actually reaching out to a coach somebody with some expertise that could help you there and you know in your own right you're providing you know that sort of podcast marketing coaching now uh, but i want to ask you two things one is the you mentioned the blog and the long form blog and the and the podcast of course and that's very interesting to me because in this world of short snackable content it's refreshing to hear that the blog and the long form content is the thing that's really working and the thing that, you know, you invested in that you could see it making a difference. And um, it, does that form the basis of the newsletter that you communicate with your listeners through or how does that blog to newsletter work? Sure. So I'm going to break down my whole workflow here. So it's taken me a little while to figure it out, but I, I start off with the blog in mind. And from the blog, I then go create the episode because for me personally, creating an outline, recording, and then writing a blog post, reverse engineering that is just horrible. But I want listeners to try both. Try the outline stage and go to the blog and then try the blog to podcast stage and see which one provides less friction. But for me, I just want to spill everything out on the, on the blog. And then from there, I can go on the podcast and present a well-rounded case, a well-researched case. Um, after that, I'm able to now share on my newsletter 
the reason behind why I created the podcast episode, um, helpful tips and resources, maybe that I did not get to mention because, you know, our, our things evolve. Um, sometimes updates happen. Um, and then there's a call, compelling call to action because I can, I can go behind the scenes and kind of share more of like, why, why is this worth a listen? Why is this worth um, reading? I like this approach because now I get to get Google traffic to my blog post from the Google traffic. People randomly could say, oh, I like this content. Let me just click play and listen to the podcast. I didn't know they have a podcast. Oh, now I'm a fan. I'm subscribed. So it attracts people along the way and it's passive marketing. I'm not necessarily posting on social, but I, I am intentional at the forefront to create that long form content. And then I can slice and dice it to the newsletter. I can create reels based off of the topics we covered on the blog and podcast. So I love the long form first and I could just snip it up to different pieces as a way to repurpose. And then if you're going the sponsorship route also, these are all deliverables that you can now price out to your sponsor and say, hey, listen, I have the blog posts. I have these reels that are all coming from that one piece of long form content. Yeah, and I, I love what you said there. You, you're sort of turning the reader and or the listener into a true fan, you know, which is that community, isn't it? Uh, the other thing I want to ask you as well, uh, Danielle, is you're, you're heavily involved in obviously the travel. You've got the travel book, that's for sure. But also this um, this area of finance and being able to, you know, develop your own personal finance. So where do those two uh, really important things in your life, where did they come from? Why are you attracted to that world of sort of developing your own stability and growth in personal finance? And where did the travel bug come from? Yes. So travel bug came from going to uh, Haiti every summer growing up. That's where my family's from. And I would visit my grandparents every summer from like three to 15. But after a while, I'm like, I want to go other places, but I could not afford it. I was a broke college student, as many of us are. And finances became a real reality that I could not afford certain things. And that's where my personal finance interests came into play because I'm like, how can I afford to travel while paying off student loan debt? How can I travel while working on paying for like buying a house? So there were all of these obstacles in my way. And instead of getting defeated, I said, okay, thinking cap on, let's be creative and let's document this along the way. So over the last uh, seven years of my total creation journey, a lot of it has been inspired by just what I'm working on and what I'm doing in my journey to financial independence and living a life that I'm excited about and that I get to craft from the ground up. That's wonderful. Uh, that's really, really great. And it's great to hear because I know a lot of people have that desire or that goal they want to be financially independent they want to do something that they love but they find it hard to step off and it is encouraging to meet and share a discussion with somebody who has you know made a success of that i'm not saying it, it, it's not hard work behind the scenes i'm sure it is you talked about you know the rejections and developing the hard skin but um you know now the services that you're providing whether it's editing or blogging or budgeting or copywriting or content strategy for example um, you're able to pass on that information to your own clients and customers. And tell me, in terms of your writing, there's there's a number of books as well, isn't there? There are a number of books, yes. 
So could you maybe just share a few of the titles with us? Because the, the books that you've written, I think, are particularly important. I'm thinking like affordable, tra- affording travel, uh, traveling with a full-time job. I mean, you've got some great titles in there. Yes. So this is a two-pronged approach. I wanted to write books because I wanted to break away from the SEO rat race. Because sometimes people will get kind of anxious and upset that like, oh my gosh, I can't be creative as a creative because I'm just writing for SEO, right? So this allowed me to kind of step back and from start to finish, no interruptions, just spill everything I know about a certain topic onto the pages. So I love that about writing books. I also love that uh, books also just provide you a a chance to share your framework and develop that true fan and true connection with people. And within your books, you can link out to your podcast and other of your different services that you can provide as well. So it is a kind of an evergreen marketing funnel for you, uh, but it also teaches and, and inspires and encourages your folks to to take an action. Uh, one more thing I want to say about this is also that my book styles are very short. Um, so I'm not here to keep droning on and on and on. I want to teach you how to do something. So whether that it's how to afford travel or how to travel with a full-time job or how to manage your money as a new homeowner, like that's all, that's why we all came here to do and let's kind of talk about it and do it. So um, I'm trying to get back into writing again. It's been fairly tough since the pandemic, but uh, it was my, one of my first true loves was uh, book writing. It was a lot of fun. It's great. And it's sort of another string to the the ever-growing media empire, I suppose. It helps create yes. that fan and that community again, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, look, I don't want to run out of time. And I really want to ask you a few other questions because I like to ask uh, our guests on the show a little bit about themselves. Uh, and I want to ask you about when you're, when you're learning yourself, when you're onboarding information, or when you're reading a book, do you read for business for pleasure are you an audible type you know audio book person do you just like listening to podcasts or do you prefer talking to people how does the learning style work for you and what kind of things do you read so I will admit I'm not a big reader these days I will admit (laughs) it's just really hard for me to consume that structured content but I'm a voracious podcast listener that is how I learn that is how I'm introduced to new concepts and success stories and inspiration 100% it's all podcasts I would say for the last 3 years have been like exclusive podcast I think for me I haven't found books that capture my attention like I start and then I kind of for some reason put it down cuz it just didn't capture me a hundred percent to keep on going. And, uh, to answer all the questions, I feel like I missed something there. No, it's good. I mean, I should have guessed, you know, you love listening to podcasts. (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't you, Danielle? You know, it makes perfect sense, but is it a, it saves time because I can do it while I'm doing something else. Or is it a, I just prefer learning that way. That's the way I like to onboard information. I like the conversational tone of it. So I think I prefer onboarding information uh this way and i can just stop and go so i can you know pause rewind go back i don't have to be on my phone it, it's like non-screen time right it could just be playing in the background um and i think that's also why i love having a podcast too is like i literally before this call i just talked to someone about ai 
and AI technology. And being there talking and asking questions that I was curious about just made me one layer deeper into that conversation. So it's a two-parter. I love listening to podcasts, but I think also having a podcast allows you to access people and ask them questions and, you know, provide that information to you and also an audience as well. That's great. Um, and throughout your career, uh, you've obviously been inspired or motivated by certain people, maybe back as far as your childhood, the early days going back as and forwards to Haiti, for example, or maybe it was just somebody you bumped into or somebody you spoke to a moment ago. Who's inspired you along the way? Who do you admire? So I'm really inspired by Janice Torred Rodriguez from Yoquero Dinero podcast. She has a really interesting story. She had a full-time career as an engineer and used her creativity, like stumbled into this creative world and has made such an impact in her community and is reaching or maybe has even reached financial independence at this point. And it's just so inspiring to see that journey and the different income streams that she has. So uh, definitely recommend listening to the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. And she's definitely uh, will make you think think again about um, content creation and just creativity in general. I love that a lot, Danielle. Thanks for sharing that. That's very helpful. And what about the best advice you've ever received? You must have picked something up along the way or maybe something that you share quite often with people that you know. Um, what springs to mind when I ask you about your best advice? Yes, it's going to go back to my mom. She says, closed mouths do not get fed, meaning that axing, axing and see what will happen as a result. I feel like I have a 12-month-old now and he's not afraid to stumble and to fall and pick back up again. And he laughs. And I feel like along the way as adults, we just fear rejection, right? We have this thin skin and I'm, I'm learning more and more the importance of just asking. And then whatever the response is, I can take it and run with it and go from there. But if you don't open your mouth and you don't say something, then you don't know what is on the other side of that. It's important. That's good advice from mom. We'll take that. Good mom, uh, right? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, before I do run out of time, there's one more thing I want to ask you, Danielle. That's, is there anything else that you'd like to bring to the attention of our worldwide audience? Is there anything that I haven't brought up that you'd like to share with us? And also, and importantly, if people want to reach out and get in touch with you about the services that you offer or about the podcast or the books, where's the best place to send people to? Absolutely. I think my lasting piece of advice is to explore possibilities and to see what comes as a result of that. So I've experimented along the way. I'm continuously experimenting and I feel like I find more of myself with all of these little trials and seeing it as a true experiment. If it fails, experiments fail, you know, um, but just being more open to possibilities and opportunities and being intentional, I think is also really important. So that's my lasting piece of advice. Uh, also daydreaming too, like just that childlike charm that we had growing up. I feel like we just kind of abandoned that sometimes and going back to what I think can be really enriching for our lives. All right. So the best place to connect with me would be over at daniellezeer.com. That's like the hub where you could link out to all of my different resources. Uh, but I think if you want to get a sense of like what I talk about in terms of travel and personal finance, head over to the Thought Card podcast and have a listen and follow. 
So that's daniellezier.com or the Thoughtcast podcast. No problem at all. Well, listen, thanks so much for spending some time with me today, Danielle. Thanks for everything that you've shared with us. It's been wonderful to catch up with you. Thank you for being on the Global Discussion. Thanks to uh, all of our audience for watching or listening around the world. And uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, do all the things we need you to do to help support the podcast. And I hope you'll join me back here for more discussions with creatives, leaders, and thinkers. Thank you so much, Daniela. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise, likewise.